Alright, and welcome to Inside Abode. I am sitting right here with Ian Brody. How are you doing, Ian? Fantastic. That's good, man. So, um, so first I want to talk, I just want to introduce you to the audience, because the first time we talked about earthquakes insurance, and you know, um, we didn't get a chance to get to know who Ian Brody was. So, what... It's rectify that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's, let's take care of that. So... Who are you? What do you do? Like, just give a give a quick synopsis of who Ian Brody is, for those who don't know. Who is Ian Brody? Um, the man, the myth, the legend. Just, <laughs> just kidding. But uh, well, I am 27 years old, married to the most beautiful girl in the world, Jessica Brody. And um, does she listen to the podcast? That's what. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Um, yeah, and. Uh, uh, like to call myself a real estate investor. That's where my passion is. I mean, that's uh, that's been a big part of of me and Jessica's journey. So, right. um, real estate agent and uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and and basically what we wanted to talk about today was like how to live for free. Yeah, because I know that that's your that's your passion. That's what you do. And um, so so tell me about like. How did you get this mindset of living for free, and what do you mean by that? Yeah, well, so I guess there's um, so getting the mindset of living for free was when I stumbled upon the idea of house hacking, as it, it gets thrown around on the internet. Um, house hacking is is this crazy concept where you are living, you buy a property, and you rent out as much of it as possible. Basically, that's effectively what it is, and. Uh, it's a it's a crazy idea for you know for some it, it it's not going to work for a lot of people honestly but if it's something that you can do it, I mean it can really change the trajectory of your life in a dramatic way I think um, there I saw a study once that that showed that uh, on average it's something like fifty percent of the average American's income goes to um, your car and your house. Uh, it's, it's something like 33% goes to your house and 17% goes to your car or something like that. And then, you know, another 20 goes to, or 30 goes mm-hmm. to taxes or whatever. And we live on the remaining mm-hmm. portion. But if you can chunk out, if you can, you, you know, tackle those two major expenses, your car and your house, uh, it can really change what you are able to do mm-hmm. and, um, and really gives you the ability to, to live, you know, to do a lot more, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so house hacking in, in, in its uh, essence tackles the big one there, the the, the house expense. Um, by you, you buy something like, let's say, for example, a multifamily. Mm-hmm. So maybe, like, for example, Jess and I, we bought a duplex. Okay, and that's what I was going to ask is for some people who don't know what a multifamily is. Yeah, like, duplex, triplex, fourplex. Yeah, okay. um, once you get over four units, it becomes a commercial property, okay. um, which, it, you know, this strategy still works tremendously for that, but you aren't ab- you're no longer able to do um, owner financing, which means that you can't do things like FHA and USDA and VA and all these low entry, you know, these things that lower the, the barrier to entry. So talk to me about like what you went through. So how did you, yeah. how did you get into your duplex? Like So, yeah, so we looked and we, we found a duplex and you know, this thing we were looking for uh, nine months to a year or so putting in offers on everything. And for us, the most important thing was that we got a good deal. Uh-huh. Um, the, it, we, Jessica wanted to be in Gig Harbor. I wanted a multifamily, and we both really, you know, it had to be a good deal. That was the most mm-hmm. important part. And 
my whole thing is you, you you know on the day that you you get the keys you want to know that you made money that day you, you know you got bought it for undervalue um so we we finally we found this place it's uh you know a duplex in in downtown gate harbor and um it's got a, it, it has a view of the water which is just you know more than we would have ever expected but it we were able to get this thing under contract for 250 is is what okay. we bought it for and uh, this was two and a half years Which ago in Gate Harbor is, is a really steal. cheap when you're talking about downtown a crazy steal yes. at the time i was estimating that it was valued around 350 or so yeah that's like crazy. something or another yeah crazy 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 good deal uh i mean just all of our lucky stars lined up and um, now that being said the reason that we got such a good deal is not because somebody just wanted to you know hand us <laughs> <laughs> this opportunity it's because it, uh, we were looking for something that had major problems mm-hmm. you know we mm-hmm. that's that's really and that's a separate topic in itself but um that's you know it, like i have this uh phrase the smell of molds the smell of money mm-hmm. you know like that kind of mentality you know big I, I i told everyone i was i was looking for big juicy problems foundation problems are great you know roofing problems are awesome well this had all of them wow. uh yeah three holes in the roof literal holes in the roof there was you know rats running around everywhere it was it had this horrendous smell that you know there was these like 17 dogs that were living there big old mess Anyway, fast forward a couple years and skip all the gory parts. We renovated this thing. Um, took us forever and a half, uh, but we did it. We lived on one side uh, while we renovated the other, and then we flipped over and, and did the same thing and renovated it again. Mm. And when we uh, when we do that, so now our uh, we we used when we purchased it, we used a what's called a portfolio loan. It means it, it doesn't get sold off to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. It's just kind of another creative financing option. And I think we had to put five percent down, something like that. Okay. Um, but it, it was a it was effectively a construction loan, and so that's where we got the funds to make to do this this remodel. Got it. Um, I think all said and done, we ended up putting around one hundred and twenty to one hundred and fifty somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, well, yeah, some, something or another. Um, and now our mortgage on it is around 420 and we, you know, our monthly payments are 2300 a month or so, but we rent out the other side for 1750. Right. Which means that we pay like 500 effectively a month or so to live there, right. uh, or six or so. And, and so it's, uh, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and we live in, in we love where we live. It's a, because we probably did, we could have. If we really were trying to do this, you know, the financially savvy way, and you know, we could have done a bare minimum remodel and mm-hmm. um, and you know, not put nearly as much money into it, uh, but we did, and you know, we go, we love where we where we are. So anyway, that's dope, man. Yeah, pretty crazy. De- I yeah. mean, pretty uh, crazy scenario because you know we. So for example, we've talked about if we were to move out, we would rent our same exact place for twenty two hundred a month on our, on our side. So mm-hmm. you know, that's we're basically saving the seventeen hundred. Uh, a month uh, being there mm-hmm. by being willing to do that so man that's crazy so it, when you're looking and so like if someone were looking to do this does it depend on the area and appreciation too or is it just mostly like can you get renters in there like it, when when you're looking what do you look for yeah well i'd say that the um i never i always tell people to consider appreciation to be the 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 cream on top basically it's okay. or the frosting on the cake it's um it's extra and you want to plant like you want to be in the path of appreciation if you can and so it's good to look for it like for example i always talk about in port orchard they've got the um the fast ferry coming in next summer and i think that that area is going to go up in value tremendously because you can get land and acreage stuff that doesn't exist in seattle and you're 15 minutes away that ferry is going to be crazy fast and so i think that's a um a terrific opportunity so you're putting yourself in the path of appreciation mm-hmm. looking for those type types of things uh but the bottom line is 
the reason so many people got in trouble uh, during the recession, um, you know, a decade ago, uh, was because they only cared about appreciation. They were buying knowing that, well, you know, shoot, I don't care how much I pay for this. I don't care what the numbers look like. I don't care if I am, you know, spilling money every month because next year is going to be worth 100 grand more. Right. And so, but then, you know, next year came and it wasn't. It was worth half as much. And, you know, that yeah. destroyed everyone. <laughs> and so that was really bad. And so I always say you need, because if you can buy something and you can assume that it's never going to go up in value and, you know, you're going to, if you make your, base your purchase on cash flow, you're going to be fine no matter what. Uh-huh. Because the market can do whatever it wants to do. It can go up, it can go down, it can sink, it can, you know, go to the highest heights of all time. Mm-hmm. You, it doesn't matter. You're, because you are creating, you're, you, your mortgage doesn't change right. as long as I guess as long as you don't get an uh, adjustable rate mortgage. But if you got a fixed rate mortgage, your your monthly payments don't change at all. And traditionally, and you know, of course, the rental market could change, but traditionally, mm-hmm. the rental market stays relatively stable. Right. Uh, and you know, I bet that's another you know risk. Nothing is is bulletproof. <laughs> right. Without and without without like getting too detailed, like yeah your clients names or not clients, yeah, yeah. but you but you you effectively are a landlord and what mm-hmm. what are some challenges that you've had being a landlord? did you like yeah were you prepped for being a landlord or you yeah because i mean we talk about in theory it's great but then just reminding reminding yourself that okay now i have to i'm mm-hmm. a landlord now. there's like two I, parts I, to this. I have some responsibility that yeah. goes along with this well and that's okay so like, i'm glad you brought that up because that's stage two of this whole thing i think a lot of people look at it as okay I've got the property, you know, I've renovated it. That's just, we need to get tenant. You know, you're tired. It's, you've spent a lot of time fixing this place up. Uh, I would say that bar none, the most important step is getting the right tenants in there mm-hmm. because these are now the stewards of your huge asset, the mo- your baby, the most important thing in your life. Yep. And, and you need to spend a lot of time and be willing to take it, you know, don't try to get the very tippy top amount of dollars a month for this thing be willing to lower it if that means that you're going to be able to pick from a wider pool of applicants mm-hmm. and get the most perfect people um getting tenants in there is the most important part but you know i yeah I, I, you asked how did i prepare for that um you know it, it wasn't just conceived knowing this it, it po- podcast is you know like we're on here uh bigger pockets podcast yeah, yeah. shout out to them because yeah. i have listened to every single one of their episodes multiple times they are rock i mean that place is just a fountain of knowledge yeah uh anybody who's interested that's where i got the idea originally and uh and so they they you know they talk about this and they talk about this is what to expect this is what to plan for and and while we're renovating it guess what's playing in the background the entire time so mm-hmm. so by the time it was finally we were finally ready to get a tenant in there i mm-hmm. felt pretty confident of course it's a little nerve-wracking but right, right. you know you, i i had my contract my uh addendum and my uh, lease agreement in place and mm-hmm. um and we were ready so did you where did you go to get your lease agreement so like some of those yeah. details are like so yeah we can talk in theory about it but like where did you get that lease agreements, for yeah. example? So th- my lease agreements came from, again, Bigger Pockets, uh, okay. rock stars over there. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. uh, Brandon Turner is the uh, uh, host on that show, and he's written a number of books. But one of them was the book on real estate or on a rental uh, rental management, something along okay. those lines. It's a, it's pretty straightforward title. But they um, w- uh, with that book, him and his wife wrote it. And uh, with that book, they supply you all the uh, all of the um forms that you'll ever need and okay yeah it, that's it, cool yeah it's wow. super cool and also he lives in washington so they're very you know i was basically able to just take those and transfer them over that got that's, really yeah, really lucky huge. and he, he sends them in a word document so i lucked out pretty well on that but 
if you're, you know, and I imagine most listeners here are probably in Washington, but if you're not, uh, Bigger Pockets has now since then, I think um, six months ago or so, they've made it. So now they have, uh, you can go onto their website and they've got documents for every single state. They've hired an attorney in every single state, put together these documents. And they're a hugely reliable source. I would highly recommend it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So like when you're, so when you're breaking this down, so to summarize, like for someone who's listening to summarize, what would like, if you could say, all right, step one, do this, step two, do this, step three, do this. What, how would you break that down for someone? Well, it's a, it's a long road. We already kind of just talked about that, but I mean like (laughs) now we're just getting to the summary part. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, there's, it's such a, I can talk for years (laughs) (laughs) on this, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I mean, there's so it, it depends so much and I hate to say but it, it you know it's always that big answer it depends and mm-hmm. I would say that like for us we wanted to get the very best deal and, and we wanted to get the huge fixer upper and we spent all the time renovating it and, and then we got tenants in there and we live happily ever after but it was also a huge process and like consumed my life and not everyone is ready to do that mm-hmm. kind of thing I would say no matter what bar none just the the essence of this is just buy a house hack and maybe you're not living for $500 a month, maybe you're living for 700 or right. whatever a month or something like that. But no matter what, your cost of living is going to be so much lower. And it, like right now I have some clients who are who are moving up here f- uh, from Florida and, and they're looking in uh, around here for a, a multifamily. And I'm telling them, you know, my, you know, I kind of told them my story as well. Mm-hmm. But it's so much, we spent a year almost trying to find this place, trying to find, you know, this perfect deal. I, if I could go back and advise myself, I would have said, just buy something and, you know, sit there for the year. And then you can spend all the time forever looking for that perfect deal, you know, the home run or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, the difference between what most people are currently living in, rather that's renting for somebody else and paying somebody else's mortgage, or if they're, you know, living in a place and paying a full mortgage on their own, a house hack is going to be so much better. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like it's bar none. It's almost like you could not go wrong. Of course, you can overpay for a property, but it's mm-hmm. like, but you know, your average home on the market. You know, that's, I mean, let's say that you you buy a, a four hundred thousand dollar property, and in this area, that's kind of like the median price for a mm-hmm. duplex, and you and you're more than likely going to be able to rent out the other side for about fifteen hundred a month, and your mm-hmm. your mortgage is probably going to be around. 2500 or so a mm-hmm. month and so you know you're living on that other side for a thousand dollars a month yeah but you've lowered your cost of living effectively if you assume that you could live in that place for 1500 a month you've lowered your cost of living by 500 a month right it's which pretty, over time when which you, over time times is huge 12 is and then money. yeah it's it's huge i mean that's six grand in that first year but it's yep. not only that it's forever more after that because guess what the market does go up right on average mm-hmm. like, even though i say don't base it on that it it will it, it like it's just that's what happened it's been doing that ever since you look at a graph of real estate for the last 50 years and it starts in the bottom left and it ends in the bottom right. top right yeah always and um over the long scale and right. so if you yeah if you it, it just getting your foot in the door and and doing that anybody who's you know if you're if you have the ability to do it you know if you don't have kids and you you know like if you're young and you know you're barely scraping the money together to try to buy a place you can buy these places with fha or va or usda or one of these amazing opportunity loan programs that, yeah. are, that are out there where you know that same that four hundred thousand dollar house you only need 13 and a half or whatever 14 grand something like that to get your foot mm-hmm. in the door um which is a lot of money but it's yeah. you know it's not as much as 
other things in our life. Right. You know, people our age are going out and buying cars instead. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a much better use of your money to yeah to do that. No, I'm glad you touched on that because I was going to get to like, okay, so if you're, because you're fairly young and so like, yeah, you're, you're trying to save up money for this place. Um, and you kind of, you did the extreme, you guys did the yeah. extreme one where you looked for like the place that you had to re- the renovate, worst. right? Yeah. And so... Would you advise for you? So you're advising for people just to get in the door, even yeah. if it is something that they can live in right now on both sides, and it's it's and it's working. Yeah. See, for me, I was looking for the home run. It right, was like I right. knew I wanted it to be the biggest and best, you know, and, yeah. and I wanted to you know do terrific things. And and I'm glad. I'm really happy that we did. I'm like I love it. But it would have been a smarter choice to instead get our foot in the door earlier. Mm-hmm. Just get you know just something. And we learned right. so much through this first process. No matter what, you're going to learn so much in your first year of being a landlord and you know home ownership and you know fixing things and all right. the things that come with that. Um, yeah, I think it probably would have been a much better choice if I could go back and you know kick myself in the pants. I'd say just get something and then look for the crazy deal. But in the meantime, your your life is set on this great trajectory. Okay. I mean, nice. at the at the time too, it, I probably would have also advised myself to stick to my original plan, which was, you know, these loan programs. They you only have to be an owner occupant for a year, okay. um, and so it, it's required that you have the. And it's actually technically it's the intention of living in the home for a year from when you close. Mm-hmm. And so my plan at the time was, you know, if you're a young person, you've got a couple years before you really need to be in your dream home, or whatever you. Mm-hmm buy one living it for a year during that year you're saving up and getting ready and then you you know if you're able to save another you know 15 grand or whatever for the next year you go and buy another one right and you if you if you can do that can you imagine if you did that for five years right and i mean yeah. it's it's a lot of work but i mean you these don't need to be fixer uppers they could be you know things that just need new paint and carpet mm-hmm. and if you did that for five years and at the end of five years you've got a portfolio of five properties and by the way, you know, these properties are, they're throwing you money every single month. So it's a snowball type of thing. Mm-hmm. You've got these five properties and maybe you're only making, I don't know, $400 a month on them or something like that. But mm-hmm. times five, that's an extra right. two grand. Yeah. That's just, you know, mailbox money. Yeah. It shows up every month. No, that's pretty dang cool. That is cool, man. Like, yeah. and I think that you, you are, you're obviously very passionate about it. And <laughs> so what are three books that, that have, that you, that stick out to you that people, yeah. That you, recommend to people um, well so there's uh, that book that i mentioned that the house the uh, the book on real estate uh and i'm, I'm botching the book title now but uh, <laughs> it's it, all good. yeah but he also Even just one if yeah. you had one that was like would be like hey go read this one yeah well and so there there's there's i mean there's a bunch of them there's uh the the book on but then so then the the twin book to that by the same author brandon turner was the book on real estate investing um and that is a really good one that goes more to my original point of finding a good deal mm-hmm. and you know he takes this funnel method of uh just you know, you, you've got a big picture and you, the gist of it is that you need to funnel it down and uh you learn these rules of thumb for like for example the one percent rule when you're looking for a property uh, he advises that you are able to rent it for one percent of what you bought it for every single month so if mm-hmm. you bought a four hundred thousand dollar property you should be able to rent it for four grand a month mm-hmm. Sounds pretty nuts because in this market, it's really difficult to do that in our area where the norm is closer to half that, Um, you know, that $400,000 probably probably renting for two grand a month. Right. Um, But you can do it. It's possible. I mean, our property did that. So it's, I mean, it's completely possible, but it's a, it's a goal to strive for. But then in other markets, it might be more normal. There's, I, and I promise it sounds crazy, but 
there's markets across the country, like in Florida or so, where you can buy a property and rent it for 2% a month or 3% a month. Right. Now, those are crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, if you're just looking at numbers, those are really good investments. Of course, there are flip sides to that. Those are, you know, thirty and forty thousand dollar properties, and you know, they're typically in war zone areas where you're dealing with different clientele. But yeah. you know, it's there's pro- there's, there's, there's risks in, ev- in everything that you're gonna yeah. do, though. You know, like there's always gonna be a risk. Some sometimes somewhere risk somewhere involved, yeah, it's, it's have to, investing. There's always a risk. Yeah. Right, right. But, and trying to mitigate that is is the goal, and that's what separates um, everyone. Yeah. So yeah. Well, man, that's a lot of good info. This is a lot of good info packed in this in this short little pod. <laughs> Where can people find you to get more information or, and or reach yeah. out to you? Uh, IanBrody.com is my website. And uh, at IanBrody, pretty much at IanBrody anywhere, you'll find me. And that's Facebook. B-R-O-A-D-I-E. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget not, the A and it's I-E at the end. Yeah, it's obnoxiously not spelled. Yeah, yeah. But it sounds like Brody. But. Also, okay, so this is, this is random, but... Um, I heard you're, where'd you go to school? Yeah, Edmonds Woodway. Oh, Wazoo, go Cougs. Yeah. I almost, I almost, I honestly should probably cut that out because that's probably going <laughs> to cut like half your listeners yeah. off. Like, and I didn't want to bring it up in the beginning because I was like, oh, if some of those cougs are probably going to like stop listening. <laughs> that's funny. So yep. anyway, um, thank you for the time. It's a lot of good, good info. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see you on the next, next go around. And good luck with your, with your current awesome. property and everything else going on in your life, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs>